You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. That's me, your naturally platinum blonde pop culture connoisseur. I'm the reality TV junkie, self-improvement addict, and host with only the hottest tea spilled fresh all week long. Those balls have gotten you into trouble, though. Oh, you, yeah. They picked us because we're horny. Yeah. Right. And that's your chronic state. 24-7. <laughs> My life has changed so much that it's almost like a completely different life. From the latest news on The Real Housewives. I'm so happy to be here and engage with you. Deep dives into celebrity legal scandals and unfiltered convos with your favorite stars. I've got you covered. And yes, I always keep receipts. Boom. Welcome on in, everybody. Welcome on in. Welcome on in. Welcome on in. If you're listening to this on the podcast, you are getting a rebroadcast from our Thursday Night Live. We have a lot to break down today. Bethany and Jeff on Watch Happens Live, they be beefing. We got some Erica and her earrings news. They have sold. Kyle's talking about the pause on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. We have a new show coming to Peacock called The Trader. Erica and Lisa seem to be confirming that they're back on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Maybe, maybe not. We'll get into it. Khloe Kardashian had a hot mess express hair moment. Melissa is talking about her feud with Teresa and how she hopes Salt, uh, Jersey can fix that. Salt Lake City. Meredith is talking about Jen Shaw at the reunion. Miami's back. we got a lot to break down, so let's jump right in. So first up, Bethany Franklin and Jeff Lewis both appeared on Watch What Happens Live this week, and it was wild i would say this is probably my my favorite ultimate girls trip and i'm ready for them to pick up another season of this cast andy cohen bethany frankel jeff lewis get it this episode was chaotic it was manic it was like yikes i didn't know how to feel i was on the edge of my couch i was like shooketh the entire time and i loved every single second of it so it first of all it opens off very chaotic as Andy's trying to do his introduction for the episode and Bethany is like paying attention to something on the floor and her and Jeff are like having a side conversation, like getting into Andy's shot. And I'm just like, you guys have been on the show a million times. Like, what the hell are you doing? Like, you know, he's live right now and you're like just being cuckoo magoo. So first up, they address Bethany's Rewives podcast where she recaps Housewives, right? And Bethany's like, Andy, what you said publicly is not what you told me privately. And Andy's like, well, what? I said I was shocked, which I'm shocked. He's like, but I only elaborated on that because it got picked up in the press that I was shocked. So then I explained it further on his radio, Andy radio show, right? And then Andy said that he just thought that Bethany's decision to do a Housewives podcast was odd because Bethany's been shitting on Housewives for the past several years, which is true. She has been shitting on Housewives. She said that it was toxic. She said that it was boring. She said that it's women against other women and it's pitting women against other women. And Bethany's like, well, that was my experience and I have a right to comment on it without being in it because it was toxic. Okay. She also said that the legacy announcement was boring because it wasn't anything exciting. It was two things in one announcement. And then Jeff shaded her and he's like, well, you know, I'm glad that you're starting a, uh, a Housewives recap podcast because that's a concept that we've never heard of before. Nobody's ever done that. And that's very innovative of you, Bethany, to do a rewatch podcast on Housewives. And Bethany was like, why are you so obsessed with me? You sound bitter because you got fired and Jeff's like yeah I did I did get fired and I'm much happier now and she's like that's what they always say and he's like well why did you unfollow Kyle Richards I thought she was your good friend and she's like we are good friends and he's like I don't think so because you unfollowed her and she's like I don't follow you and your friends and he's like well I met you through Kyle 
at dinner. And she was like, through Bravo. And he was like, not through Bravo, here, at dinner. And she was like, what? I don't even know you. Do you follow me on Instagram? And he was like, no, I don't follow you. And she's like, okay, cool. And she's like, well, guess what? I don't even know how to use social media. And Jeff's like, well, you were literally doing TikToks in the backstage. So were people doing coke in your bathroom? Because you seem to be very manic and you seem to be forgetful because you got like pretend amnesia or something. And Bethany was like, well, this would be great if we were actually on a show together. And then Andy was like, well, surprise, hidden cameras. These are real and they're rolling and you're on a show right now. And then she was like, oh, my God, that's so funny. I forgot I'm on a show right now. And that's so funny. And clearly Jeff is not a fan of Bethany and Bethany is not a fan of Jeff. And they all threw lots of shade at each other. And it was a very good episode. And apparently Jeff ultimately ended up calling Bethany the next day and he ended up apologizing to her. And he said that he didn't want to upset her daughter Bryn because apparently Bethany was saying that her daughter Bryn was very unhappy about this. And she was just, she was shooketh under, in an, she was in the fetal position under her bed, just shaking. And she didn't know what to do. And she couldn't even put on her drugstore makeup that her mom approved on TikTok because she was just so distraught by it. And then Bethany went on TikTok on social media in case she wasn't clear that TikTok is a social media. And she was just like, I don't know how to use this, but here's my confessional to the world. She said that Jeff Lewis made her cry because he was so considerate to think about Bryn, even though she's the one that brought Bryn up and how Bryn was so distraught about all of this. But she's like, oh, my God, he was so thoughtful and he thought of my daughter. And that was just really sweet. And and now there's no beef. We've squashed the beef and the skinny girl hamburgers are gone and they're out the window. And we spoke on the phone and we're good. And Bethany is up here and Jeff Lewis is down here. And it was great television, right? So that's that's how it went. Hilar oh, you guys like my recap? Very house. Yeah. Oh my god. No drugstore makeup. There you go. Yeah. That was that was my recap of Watch What Happens Live last night. Also, can I just say, I just want to add and let the record reflect. Please stop sending me photos of Jeff Lewis and Chef Stewart. Okay, I get it. They're not on pause. They are together. They're not single. Chef Stu is not going to slide into my DMs, even though I put it out there. I get, got it, guys. Message received. Every day, it's like somebody is sending me another photo that they've posted. And they're like, look it. They're together. And I'm just like, I get it. Thank you for rubbing. Thank you for adding salt into the wound. Message received. Chef Stewart is off the market. He doesn't care about the nude that I posted on Twitter today. He's good. I'm single. Life is moving on. I am miss moving on. Period. Ruined my, now I need another gulp of my damn wine. <sighs> no gauge, no gauge. Gage and Skinny Girl Margaritas are so 2000 and who cares? Yeah, I was like, they're still mad about the real estate thing. It was awkward and frankly confusing to me. So thanks for the insight, Zach. You can still look, honey. I mean, listen, I, this is how, oops. Sorry, I dropped my wine, my wine can. The wine is in the glass right here with ice. Um... What was I going to say? Somebody said something about you can still look. This is how I'm looking for a man like this. Hello, men. I'm available with my eyes closed. There's always a chance. I'm not a homewrecker. I've already been accused of being a fake homewrecker. I'm not about to do that again. I don't wreck people's relationships. I let them do that all on their own. 
Bethany and Jeff are the same person. That's why they can't relate. I mean, I agree. I agree. Take Shane on a date. No, I don't want to take Shane on a date. Shane's not really my type. <sighs> Just jumped on your hair is so on point. Thanks, Brian. Thank you. We paid a lot of fucking money for it. So I'm going to rock it and I'm going to own it, baby. Own it. What is your type? My type was Chef Stewart. Cute, hunky, you know, I don't need you to, first of all, I don't want you to be skinnier than me, um, preferably taller than me. Actually, not even preferably. I don't want anybody shorter than me. Um, preferably a little bit older than me or my age. Definitely not younger than me. So, yeah, I know men's like men's single working types. Well, that's what I am. I'm single and I'm a working type and I don't work the streets. I work a job. <sighs> What he's so handsome. He is so handsome. Is Kathy Hilton coming back? I don't know if Kathy Hilton's coming back. Well, let's talk about Real Houses of Beverly Hills since we're bringing in Kathy Hilton. Um, Zach, please share your skincare routine or at least your favorite products. Um, maybe I will. Maybe we'll do a, a video or members only. I don't know. We'll do something where I'll, I'll, I'll talk about that. Stop describing me. Brian. Listen, guys, the DMs are open live life. Okay. So Kyle was at the people's choice awards and she was talking about real housewives of Beverly Hills. And she was talking about how it's been put on pause. And she said, I think that pause is the word of the moment. It sounds a little more dramatic than it actually is. I think we could, we just kind of want to shift our schedule actually. So we used to start in April and it's kind of inched its way over the years, but we're starting later this time. This is what Kyle told extra at the People's Choice Awards. She's like, people think, oh, there must be so much drama, but they're starting, that they're starting late. But she's like, it's not that serious, which I have said from the beginning. It's not that serious. They do this all of the time. Everyone's like, Beverly Hills was always on the same schedule. I'm like, no, it fucking wasn't. They have been on for what, 13 seasons at this point? 12 seasons going on 13 seasons? It's shifted. Like every two to three seasons will follow a similar structure and then it shifts. And then we'll follow a similar timeline and then it shifts. So it's constantly shifted over the course of the past 12 seasons. So I don't get why everybody's being so dramatic about it this time. But uh, the ladies were also asked, or at least Kyle, Rinna, and Erica were asked who they would like to return to the show next season, like who they would like to come back that is not currently on the cast. And Kyle said that she wants to see Teddy back. Erica also said that she wants to see Teddy back. Rinna said that she wants to see Brandy Glanville come back. And I'm very much here for that. I'm like, bring back Teddy and bring back Brandy Glanville. Sutton was asked if she thought that Rinna should get fired and Rinna should not be allowed back. And then she like did this like weird constipated face where she was like, hmm, hmm, hmm. So whatever. Um, I barely know my own schedule. <laughs> yeah. I mean, listen, it's not all that big of a deal. Um, Siki says up and Adam gave Erica some serious shade and major eye rolling today about the earrings. It was seriously cringe and of cause in and of cause wrong in every detail. I mean, listen, when you have to build your followers off of, you know, you have to build your opinions off of what you think your, your followers are going to like, then whatever. Um, shade to Erica. I mean, listen, maybe you shouldn't interview felons on your show and give them an opportunity to try and humanize themselves when they have no remorse for the victims that they actually took advantage of and are now on their way to prison for. I think that's a better use of your time. 
Um, <laughs> don't, guys, I, sorry, I took the bait on that one and I drank a little wine today. And I'm feeling a little spicy. The reviews, people have been hitting me with the reviews and people have been hitting me on Twitter and it's been, it's been a week. And I'm like, y'all, guys, come on, give me a break. So sorry, I feel a little salty. When you when you, you give me something salty, I feel a little salty back. Um, he supports Jen Shaw over and over. Listen, you said it, not me. I don't interview felons on my show, and I certainly don't bring them on and give them lowball interviews. So, period, dot, end of story. Thank you, next. Um, but you brought up the earrings. So the earrings did sell at auction. So many people are laughing because they're like, la- so the earrings ended up selling for $250,000 is what the earrings were bid on. That was the highest bid. And then there is the buyer's premium. So I believe the earrings were sold for 300012 312000 and some change. So they sold for over $300,000. $250,000 is what's going to the trustee. And the trustee, again, gets to determine where that money goes. It does. It's not guaranteed to go to any victims. It's not guaranteed to go to any specific creditor. The trustee gets to determine how, where, what, boom, you know. I love that Endeb is putting the yoga emoji. <laughs> Endeb's like, calm down, Zach. Calm down, Zach, with the shade. Okay, everyone loves the shade. Don't encourage the shade because encouraging the shade is only going to make me shadier. Um, end up is, is trying to get me to, to channel my inner namaste so I can, you know, wish all the shady bitches away. <sighs> um, but the earrings, they, the winner. Yeah. So the person that won the auction, none of that information gets disclosed and they won the earrings for 250 and then they had the buyer's premiums at 312 is ultimately what they sold for. Um, what else about the year? They sold like that's I, or some people are like, well, that's laughable because she said that they were worth one point three million dollars. And again, you have to clarify there's a difference between retail value and market value, right? Retail value, you can sell it for anything. You can mark it up for any price. So I'm pretty sure at some point there may have been some sort of appraisal or someone that told her something that said that they could be worth $1.3 million. And here's the thing. If a jeweler wants to sell that, if Tiffany's wanted to take that pair of earrings and mark and list them for $1.3 million, I'm pretty sure some ding dong is going to pay $1.3 million to buy them the same way Tom Girardi uh, paid $750,000 to buy them. And also... That's not a reported amount. That's what he actually paid. And we know this because we saw the transaction go out of the client trust fund to the jeweler. The check was written. The check was cashed. So that is not reported. That is actual. That's that's a fact. That's also not speculation. That's also not alleged. You know, people love to throw out the words reportedly and allegedly all the time and don't know how to use them properly. So that is not alleged. And that is not something that is only reported. It is something that has now become fact. I thought Ronald Richards was going to snatch them. He said that he was, but he also said that he was going to buy the the Girardi Pasadena estate and quietly withdrew his bid. So it seems like he forgot his paddle at the auction today because he did not. It does not appear that he bid on the earrings and it does not appear that he is the one that won those earrings because he would have very vocally announced that he got the earrings if he would have actually won them. But he did say on Ryan Bailey's show that he was planning to bid them up being that they started off pretty low already and they didn't go for very much, it doesn't sound like he did very much bidding. And usually somebody doesn't bid something up if there isn't a lot of demand and if they can't actually 
if their bluff can actually be called, right? You can't bid something up if you actually have a chance of being stuck with paying that bid if somebody else doesn't outbid you. So just want to throw that little nugget of wisdom out there. Did you see that Tom's brother bought some things from the auction on the personal items? I mean, I'm, I did not see that, but I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I explained that to Adam, the retail versus value cost in a comment. Well, I hope he reads it. Here's the thing. It's it's not hard to find out this information, you guys. It's not hard to read legal documents. It's not hard to text or call a lawyer and say, hey, do you mind explaining this to me? It's not hard to get a hold of a gemologist. It's not hard to reach out to the auctioneer. It's not hard to talk to a jeweler. It's not hard to actually fact check these things. It's not hard to do your fucking job. I do it every day. So I know how easy it can be to call up a credible lawyer, to call up a gemologist, to call up the auction house, to call up jewelers that can give you market value pricing. It's really not that hard. Unless you're like Ronald Richards and you like to operate in speculation and you like to fan the waves. That's a little different. Um, okay. Do you see, did, uh, a lot of the time in auctions, those items just get offloaded at cost. Yeah. I mean, that's really the thing. A lot of people, Ronald Richards makes pledges and not paying up. He might be a housewife. I mean, listen, he, that would be great. Standard is triple what they paid wholesale. Yeah. Triple. I mean, yeah, the markups for, for jewelry can be like, people are telling me like up to 200% markup. It's wild. Um, and here's the thing. This is why people buy these things at auction is because it's way cheaper. You're getting a much closer at market value cost rather than a retail cost. So you're still coming on up. I think it's personally weird. I wouldn't want to buy the earrings because they say Girardi on them and Erica wore them for like 15 years. I just think that's weird. It's funny because a lot of people are like, I wonder if Diana bought it. And so I DM Diana, Diana Jenkins, and I was like, people thought that you should buy the earrings. And she's like, oh, my God, that's hilarious that people would actually think that I would buy these earrings. And she was like, listen, I think stuff comes with energy. And when there's bad energy around an item or whatever the energy may be, she's like, I don't like to buy, you know, things from auctions because usually when there's an auction – it's because somebody died or it's because there's a divorce or you lost your assets in some sort of way. And that energy is just not great energy. And so boom. Ooh, goddamn Zach, that tea is piping. What tea? Did I just spill tea right now? What tea did I spill? Brian, you have to let me know. What did I say? That was, that was piping hot. Um, that's the reason I praised your research skills compared to other creators. Listen, here's the thing. I'm not trying to shade any other creators. I want to be clear. I know I can be a shady bitch. And I know I have my moments where I get a little shady and spicy. I'm not trying to shade them. It just frustrates me sometimes when people spread misinformation or they spread speculation or they spread things that are half-truths when it's not hard to do the fact-checking. It's not hard to actually look into these things. I know because I do it every day. It's really not that hard. Um so sometimes I'm just like, I wish more people would have a little more integrity in the things that they do. Jesus Christ loves you. Does he? I'm glad Jesus Christ loves me. Yes, Zach is the vest. Yes, I am the vest with a V, baby. Okay, so that's Kyle. That's Erica. That's the earrings. Okay. Um. Erica, okay, so on Eric, since we are talking about Erica, on her Instagram story, she reposted something from a fan that said that she and Rinna will be back for next season. I think it, it, it sounded more like the fan was like hoping, like, was like, guess what, bitches, they're going to be back regardless, blah, 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 blah. She reposted it. So people thought that that was her confirming that 
she and Rinna had gotten contracts for the new season. She didn't add any additional comment to the person's Instagram post. And I've seen this on her Instagram story before where she kind of just reposts things that fans will tag her in. So I can confirm that currently no contracts have gone out to any cast member. So that's not true. Erica did not confirm that she's going to be back, nor did she confirm that Rin is going to be back either. No contracts have gone out for Beverly Hills. I assume I'm assuming that the contracts won't go out until after the holidays. I think they're trying to take a little bit of a break, get them back on a different schedule to where they they're taping in the spring instead of during the winter, and just you know, it's not a bad thing. I just think you know, how come they don't seize her jewelry? She has a couple million that she can pay the taxes. I'm pretty sure, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if that is something that will happen. I don't, we don't know how much jewelry she actually has. Emily discussed this on her podcast. What did she say on her podcast? Um, I know Emily, Emily and I have discussed this multiple times offline. Love and adore Emily. She's one of the people that I go to often when I'm like, hey, what do you think of this? I kind of want a second opinion. I want a legal opinion. You know, I do talk to her about these things often. Again, it's not hard to ask people these questions. Catching up on 2X, Zach on double speed is an experience. Oh my God, are you watching this on double speed right now or you're listening to the podcast on double speed? Because either way, that is a lot. Bethany ate down last night. That she did. I know that's right. But so yeah, Beverly Hills is still, I assume they'll start doing things come January after the holidays. Erica totally exaggerated how much she was getting laid. If she's on next season, it's going to be part of her story. I sure hope so. I want to hear about her sex life. Right? I feel like she she gets it pretty good. But I'm just like, I want to I want to hear about that. Let's get to meet your boyfriend. Let's get to meet your FWB, your friend with benefits, honey. Just get it. Okay, well, since they were all at the People's Choice Awards, they looked great, by the way. I think all of the women who was there, Kathy was there, Sutton was there, Crystal was there, Kyle was there, Rena was there, Erica was there. I thought Crystal looked incredible, even though she has me blocked on Instagram. And everybody was like, why is Crystal blocked you? Why? I don't know why Crystal blocked me. Probably because I critiqued her at the most recent reunion. I said that she totally bombed this reunion and, you know, she seems to play the victim very often. So I assume she wasn't happy about that, even though I've also said many, many good things about Crystal and many nice things about Crystal. And I was a big advocate for Crystal her first season. She was not happy. However, I can still say she was probably one of my favorite dressed on the Beverly Hills cast. Zach, can we please debunk all the Gina, Emily, Heather hate? I love my girls. Um, I like Heather Dubrow and I like Emily. I'm not a Gina fan. I just, I can't. Gina looks great. She's been looking banging lately. Her outfits, her hair, her body, her spray tan, like all of it looks incredible. She's a Barbie girl living in a Barbie world and it's done her well. She finally dropped the Staten Island and she's ready to be a full Orange County bitch and I'm here for it. I do like Heather. Um, I think Heather brings a lot. I also like Tamara and I also like Taylor Armstrong and you hear Tamara and Taylor are really spicing things up this season. Um, but anyway, back to people's choice words. So we had Crystal, I thought looked amazing. She had this like really sparkly, like nude sort of colored dress on. And I thought she looked great. Sutton looked a little awkward. She looked nice, but her, her, something about the dress and the shoulders just didn't really fit like exceptionally. So I didn't think that that was my favorite look. 
Um, Rinna was probably my least favorite out of all of them. I just think the hair was not my favorite on her. It was like a weird kind of comb over, like pushed back sort of look. And then she had some black sunglasses on and a really deep cut long dress, long black dress. But it had um, the bubbies were out. It had a very, very low slit up front. Low slit amongst the the cleavage, the décolleté. And it wasn't my favorite look on Rinna. Erica, I thought was my favorite. And then Crystal. Erica looked incredible. She had like this black and white sort of like bodysuit, very similar to what Kylie Jenner wore to the Billboard Awards earlier this year. I don't know if anybody caught that on the Kardashians. I think it was in the final episode. You can see her and she had like that that kind of like similar body silhouette type of suit. Um, Erica had that. It looked great on her. Her hair looked great. The color of her hair looked great. Her makeup was exceptional. Kyle, I also thought looked really great. Um, it was a very youthful look for Kyle. She had a lot of feathers and she had leather and she had some some really high pumps on. I thought it was great. Uh, Kathy Hilton, I also thought looked really great. I thought that color was gorgeous. She wore like a really... Um, I don't even know if I would say a regal type of purple, but it was a very bright purple and I thought it was it was great. And I thought Kathy's dress looked really nice. It was interesting to see them all seated at the same table because they were all nominated for best reality show. They ultimately lost to the Kardashians. Kyle and Garcelle were also up for best reality star why Garcelle was nominated for best reality star when she really didn't give bring very much this season. I was kind of like, that's interesting. Um, but whatever she didn't win Chloe Kardashian won but they ended up sitting at the Real Houses of Beverly Hills table I don't know who arranged the seating chart or how they did it but they sat Kathy Hilton in between Erica Jane and Lisa Rinna and I was secretly living for it because it looked hilarious and so uncomfortable and so awkward and Rinna was like this is so awkward and Kyle was like this is so awkward so they did it they made it happen and then I guess they introduced Mariska Hargitay who I am very surprised won anything. I was like, who even is paying attention to Mariska Hargitay at the People's Choice Awards on E? But anyway, she won an award and she was accepting it and she was like saying a speech and Kathy Hilton was standing behind her. She stood behind her and like was putting her lip gloss on and she was like still in the shot and people were really upset about that. Whatever. Did I think it was the worst moment ever? No. Some people were like so up in arms about him. Like, oh my God, she's so rude. And then other people were like, oh my God, she's amazing. I don't think she's amazing. I did think it was a little tacky and rude. Like, you know, when you're on stage and somebody's speaking, you know that if you're standing behind them, there's a good chance you're going to end up in the shot. And why would you take that opportunity to put lip gloss on? Like, it was just, it was dumb. It felt premeditated. It felt kind of strategic. I thought it was disrespectful to Mariska because it took the attention away from her and nobody's talking about her and they're talking about Kathy. So did you see Sutton's back? I did not see Sutton's back. What was wrong with her back? Rinna looked like an old lady trying too hard. It just, yeah, Rinna's look was not my favorite. I don't think it looked very great. A lot of people were saying that it looked, it reminded them of Lois. It looked like her mom. So yeah. But like I said, the cast of Beverly Hills lost to the Kardashians. The Kardashians ended up winning for Best Reality Show. And then Khloe Kardashian ended up winning for Best Reality Star. But my God, was she a hot mess express when she came up to accept that award. So first, she wasn't present when they called her up. So Kris Jenner had to like awkwardly go up. And she's like, I don't know where Khloe is. Oh, my God. This is awesome. But thank you, guys. And then Khloe comes running up. And she's like, oh, my God. Mom, it's me. I was doing coke in the bathroom. And Khloe looks like she was getting railed in the bathroom her hair was a hot ass mess and 
her outfit, she said she had a wardrobe malfunction and her outfit, like the zipper busted. And so that's why she wasn't there at that exact moment. But she had to run on stage because she had to save her mom because her mom was awkwardly on stage. But her hair, Chloe just looked like she was a hot ass mess. She looked like she came straight out of the janitor's closet. And the thing is, Andrew Fitzsimmons, who did her hair, did her wrong with this hair, okay? And listen, Chloe has been through enough. This is the last thing she needed. But anyway, he did this very, like, volumey hair. There was a lot of hair. There were a lot of hair pieces in it. And there was a lot of volume. Now, this would be great hair for a photo shoot, right? But this was not a photo shoot. This was an event. An event has you moving around. An event, you know, needs you basically needs to have your hair staying in place for the whole night. You need something functional, right? This was not functional hair. So when you see her posting her photos on Instagram with her hair, yes, she looked incredible and she looked great because if you just stand there and you pose, your hair is going to look great because we can hold it and keep it in place, right? Like I can hold my hair like this and keep it in place and it'll stay like that. But eventually throughout the night, it'll probably flatten or whatever the case may be. Hair, Chloe had way too much hair and way too much going on that volume was not going to hold the whole night through. So the fact that they gave her this hair was just not a good look. And it was not like, this is a look. It wasn't functional for a televised event. It was functional. Maybe like for the Met Gala where you're walking down and you have to take photos and it's a very brief, short amount of time that it could work there because the timing is very short, but you know, this was not it. And the angles that the photographer was getting her from, I was like, poor Chloe, like this is rough. And I blame Tristan. But listen, she rocked it. She rocked through it. She won the award five years in a row. She killed it. You know, all things considered. Oh, my God. If I ever become famous, I'm taking Zach everywhere with me. Listen, I have my hot mess moments, too. Don't think I'm perfect and I have it all figured out. Um, those awards can be fixed clearly. I th those awards not can be fixed. I think they are fixed. I think it's all very premeditated. Great hair for Teresa Judice. Listen, Teresa had it down. Teresa literally had like an entire hair piece where it was like gen like in Salt Lake City this week where it's like one giant piece that you just stick on. The issue was Chloe didn't have a piece that she put on top of her head. Those were all extensions that we were trying to make stand and they just weren't going to stand. We don't stand for it. But Megan's podcast, Megan Markle's podcast won for best pop podcast. Dumb Trust me, nobody in the pop category is like, yeah, let me listen to Meghan Markle's podcast because that's the best pop podcast out there. Dumb. Not skinny, not fat deserve to win that. Or even call her daddy deserve to win that. Not Meghan Markle. Again, all fixed. All, all fixed. Okay, Melissa Gorga. Melissa Gorga. She's talking about her Real Housewives of New Jersey feud with sister-in-law Teresa Judice. So she told us weekly this week, she said, unfortunately, you're going to feel like it's the beginning all over again. That's what's unfortunate about it. And she's referencing this upcoming season of New Jersey. And she says it basically takes us back to the beginning when she and Teresa were fighting like it was season three and four or season five. Season five was wild. She says, I always hope it's going to help, but... She said, I always hope it's going to help, and I truly do from all angles, but sometimes it doesn't because we end up on the couch at the reunion wanting to go crazy. I agree. I don't think reality shows are healthy for families. I think it, it forces you to face family uncomfortable truths and drama and to not, you know, you have to just kind of keep 
keep doing it. Um, thank you, Endo. I'm so sorry. I missed your, your super sticker earlier. But yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to Jersey. I actually feel like this is going to be a wild season. Um, shout out to Endub for the super sticker on the Instagram. Thank you, Endub. Appreciate you. But yeah, I'm looking forward to Jersey. I think it's going to be a good season. I'm hoping that we get a lot of good stuff out of it. I'm sure it will take us back to the beginning. At this point, though, I think, I don't know if we can continue to keep doing Judice Gorga drama because it's kind of the same drama that we keep rehashing over and over and over. And I don't know how much longer we can keep that going. So I am kind of hoping that this is the end of that sort of drums. Margaret Joseph also addressed the drama between Melissa and Teresa. She was at my boy Evan Real. He had a live taping at City Winery NYC. Evan Real with Page Six. They did a live taping of virtual reality in NYC. And so apparently Margaret Josephs revealed on stage that she left Teresa's wedding early in solidarity of Melissa. So she wanted to go to support Teresa, but she also, you know, wanted to make sure she dipped out early because she also wanted to support Melissa. So she was kind of stuck in the middle. So I'm pretty sure that'll be coming out on Virtual Reality T, which is Page Six's podcast hosted by Evan Real and his co-host Danny, who's also wildly hilarious. So they did a fun live show at City Winery. Um, And at the same live taping, Meredith Marks also told Evan and Danny that she thinks that Jen Shaw should be allowed at the reunion this season, which tapes, I believe, December 17th. Um, She says she wants to see Jen Shaw there and she wants to she believes that Jen Shaw deserves an opportunity to speak for herself and tell her side of things. And I feel like I'm a little torn about this, right? Because I want to hear Jen's side, but unfortunately, I feel like she's lied for so long. Like, what is her side? She pled guilty. So, like, I want to hear about that. That's her side. I pled guilty. So tell us about that. Right? And But my thing, too, is it's like, well, what is she going to even say? Like, what can she say about it now? If she's innocent, she can't say that she's innocent because that could affect her, her sentencing, showing that she doesn't have any remorse and that maybe she lied to the judge just to get a lower sentence. And the judge is going to be like, I'm going to give you the maximum because if you this looks like you really don't feel bad and the judge will see right through her and he'll end up giving her more time. But also, like, when will the reunion air? It's not going to air before her January 6th sixth sentencing. So I would imagine the judge might not even see the reunion, but he's going to see everything else. What do you guys think? Do you think Jen Shaw should be allowed at the reunion? Do you, do you even want to see her at the reunion? My thought is bring her. Why not? She's been on the show. We want to hear from her. But I want her to be honest, you know? I want her to get grilled the same way that Andy grilled Erica last year. What did she do? Why did she do it? Why did she plead guilty? Why attend BravoCon? Why go to the after party? Why not stay home with your family? What work were you actually doing in New York if you claim that you were doing work? I think she went to New York and told the court that she went there because she was being paid to work. And the work that she was referring to was BravoCon because technically she did collect her paycheck for BravoCon. They still paid her her rate, but they just disinvited her. So she probably got that pre-approved in advance and then just decided to stick with it. And that's why you constantly hear her saying, oh, well, I was working in New York. I was working in New York. But what were you doing? There were no photos of you at events. There were no, there was nothing. You weren't invited to BravoCon. Teddy confirmed that on the podcast this week. 
I also want to know, like, what's the plan for your family now when you're about to serve jail time, prison time? You know, does she feel bad for lying for so long? What was Stu's involvement? You know, does she feel bad that she lied to all of her friends? I want to know how Heather feels about that. I want to know how Meredith feels about that. Like, give it to us. Give us all or nothing. You're already getting locked up. So at this point, you've already hurt your chances at sentencing. So at this point, just mention it all. Right? Mention it all. I want to hear it all. Jen, okay, so let's see what you guys are saying. Um, pay attention to the Chrisleys. They got more time because of the bad decisions. Yeah, it cost them years. I agree. Last night was hella awkward. Bethany and Jeff or Salt Lake City? Um, legally, she probably can't be honest, though. Legally, she's done. She already pled guilty. She already, Sinella, or Selena, Selena White, she already told the judge, hey, judge, I'm guilty. I know what I did. I feel bad for what I did. I took advantage of people. I'm, you know, I feel badly for what I did. I am guilty. Zach, did you hear that Jen hired an agent? Oh, she didn't hire an agent. Um, you don't hire agents. You get representation from agents. And so there is an agency that has now agreed to represent Jen, probably because I would assume there's going to be a book deal, possibly a documentary series that they would want to produce with her. Um, and so they want to make some money off of her. She's not profiting off of any of this because she's likely going to have to use all of that money to pay back her restitution. I believe any of her income, there's a small percentage that she's entitled to keep to live, to pay rent, to buy food, groceries, whatever. Ever. However, any other, there's no profit that she's going to be gaining because all of that will have to go towards paying back her restitution, which is millions. But in regards to Selena's comment about, you know, she can't be honest, she's already been honest. She told the judge, I am guilty. So now that she's already disclosed that, I'm actually going to have Justin Paperni on the podcast this upcoming Wednesday, and he's going to get into all this because he's a specialist in white-collar crime. And I had him on back in July when she originally pled guilty to discuss all of this. I'm like, what are your thoughts? What can she do? How can she get less time? And he's like, she has to show remorse. She has to show that she's a pillar in, in society. She has to show that she's raising money to pay back her restitution. All of the things that he recommended that she do, she's literally done the opposite. But she's pled guilty. So there's nothing she legally can't reveal anymore. Some people will say, oh, well, this may affect her sentencing. I don't see how it would negatively impact her sentencing. If anything, I would think her going out and trying to, you know, pay it forward and show remorse and try to raise money to pay back restitution. If anything, I would think the judge would take that into consideration and give her less time because it shows that she really does feel remorseful and wants to make it right, you know? Jen should be at the reunion if she's been on the full season. If not, they should have edited her off. I mean, I don't think you can edit her off because she's been such an integral part of the storyline. She's also getting paid to do the show and the season, and they have to pay her for that. So if they're going to pay her, they might as well use the footage of her. When it comes to the reunion, that's a separate paycheck. Um... But I do agree. Like, let her go to the reunion. I want to hear what she has to say. I'm just afraid it's going to be more bullshit, you know? And Teresa talked about it. Isn't the plea deal for Jen like Teresa? Yeah. Teresa also took a plea deal. She also admitted to being guilty. And she owned And I believe Teresa. She's like, listen, Joe did this shit. And I believed him. And I signed the paperwork. And listen, we... 
thought we were taking legal advice and we thought that we were doing the right thing and our lawyer duped us. Um, Ick, leave the, leave the shot in Salt Lake City and let her zoom in, keep her part controlled and limited. Jen Shaw is, is getting a Chrisley level sentence. Well, the Chrisleys went to trial and lost their trial. Jen Shaw did not go to trial. She pled guilty. So she has a slightly better chance than them, but all of her behavior lately will be taken into consideration. And I don't think it's going to help her. I want to see her, but not the whole thing. Legally, she probably can't be honest, though. Well, no, we already addressed that. She can be honest. This is literally her chance to be honest. This is literally her chance. Thank you, Baljar11111. Um, this is literally her chance to be honest and to own it and to own up to it and to say, look, it, I screwed up. Maybe I didn't know what I was doing. Maybe I didn't, you know, know the full ramifications. I had people that I hired that I trusted. and But as the boss, I have to take accountability for that. You know, there are a million different things that she can say. Jen should be at the reunion if she's... Um, okay. Zach, do you think Andy and Jen will do one-on-one? Um, I've heard that she is not willing to do a one-on-one with Andy. I know she's given somebody else a one-on-one. Um, but I heard she's not interested in doing a one-on-one with Andy unless he's going to pay her. And she also wants to be at the reunion. So I don't know how it's all going to work out. I know Andy's expressed interest in doing a one-on-one, but I think she's also said that she hasn't heard from him about that. She could have gone to NYC to see her lawyers as well. They're there, and technically that's work. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she found a way around it. But if you have to go to New York for work, then go to New York for work. You don't need to crash an after party and be dancing it up and taking selfies with people when you're facing a prison sentencing and you should really be home with your kids. What about Jen's husband? What's his involvement? I mean, we don't know what his involvement is. Uh, Jen is stretching her time by choice, but she could choose for a speedy judicial process and move to sentence. Yes, she can. She's choosing not to. Um, Is Jen sentenced? Can't remember, but if she is. No, her sentencing is January 6th, so she has not been sentenced yet. She's awaiting sentencing to find out. Your shirt is everything by the... Oh, yeah, everyone loves this shirt. It says, the biggest bully in Hollywood, and everyone knows it. Available at justplainzack.com slash shop. Justplainzack.com slash shop. Um, she absolutely can't profit off of her plea. It's part of going, it's part of going to federal pen. Yeah. Yeah. She's not gonna profit off any money that she brings in that she's profits off of this, it's gonna go towards paying her restitution. Um, I think she even argued to move her trial out a year in the beginning and continue to film. She's been pushing it. She's been doing everything she can to buy more time. What if there are victim impact statements at the sentencing? I'd love to hear them. I'm pretty sure that could very likely be part of it. Speaking facts as always, that's why you're the best. Thank you, Belle. Um, the court backed her date up because there were scheduling conflicts. It wasn't her trying to push. Yeah, I believe the re- the I don't know if her team her legal team was actively trying to push out the dates, but I do know that the reason they got pushed out was because of scheduling conflicts. Because you also have to remember 2020, 2021, that backed up a lot of cases. So there was a backlog that did have to kind of shuffle a lot of things out. Um, and naturally sometimes things do have conflicts and sometimes things take more precedence. So those get bumped up, et cetera, et cetera. Um, oh, Levite Bello, Levite Bello. My birthday is tomorrow. Happy birthday to you. Happy early birthday, my love. Thank you for joining on the Instagram. Uh, 
will she get like over seven years in jail? I'm predicting between eight to 10 years is what she'll get. Have you watched the first Meghan and Harry documentary? Should I watch it? Is it worth it? Um, I did not watch it and I don't plan to watch it. I don't. We read the Meghan Markle book. I have no interest in watching their documentary. I don't believe it's anything good. I believe they're going to try to sell their version of, you know, their truth. And listen, everyone's entitled to their truth, but I just think their truth is very victimhood-y. I want Jen to go to the reunion and have some of her victims there. Oh my God, could you imagine if she had the actual victims there? Eesh, that would be wild. But anyway, on the topic of Jen Shaw, I thought Salt Lake City this week was trash. You know, Jen's not just a felon. She's also a terrible friend. I don't think she was likable or enjoyable to watch. Throwing Angie's shoes in the ocean and being like, I don't know what happened to them. Even Heather Gay being like, oh, Whitney, your your shoe was rolling and it fell off. So I grabbed the other one so that it wouldn't go into the water. Trash. These women are not like, I mean, I get and I appreciate that Meredith and, and Heather are at least being loyal friends and they're being ride or die friends. Um, I don't think Jen Shaw deserves that type of loyalty, though. I think she's awful. I don't think she's a very good person. Team Lindsay or Team Winterhouse? Team Lindsay. I agree with you on the documentary. Yeah, I have no interest in watching the Meghan and Harry documentary. Same. I can't watch those ladies, but it's Jen who kills it for me. Yeah. What's up with Heather this season? Heather is just wild. I don't even know what to think about Heather. Heather, you know, needs two black eyes at this point. She's just insufferable anyone committing fraud on the elderly has a couple of screws loose i i mean yeah uh anyone who is going anyone know what's going on with stewart have we heard i we i haven't heard anything about stewart smith i don't know what's going on with him um i would imagine he's also awaiting his sentencing if he hasn't been sentenced yet i'm pretty sure if her sentencing has gotten delayed his might be delayed also so who throws Chanel in the ocean? Jennifer Aiden is having heart palpitations somewhere. I mean, she just did it. And she's like, well, if you're so rich, then you can afford to buy new ones. It's like she's trash. She's not a great human being. She's awful. Like, who would do that? Who would do that? Be like, you can afford it. So here, buy yourself another pair of $1,500 shoes. Like, she's just like, I don't understand what people find likable about her. I don't understand why people find her to be a good friend. Even Heather was like, oh, you know, is she a saint? No, she's not a saint. But like, we should still give her the best room because she's going, she might be going to prison for 50 years. Yeah, because she chose to break the law. Period. How did Heather get the black eye? I think Heather was drunk and slipped and fell and banged her eye on something. I don't think anybody clocked her. I think they're trying to build it up. And who would have thought that they would have drug it out for so long? Yeah. So for all the people who are like, well, Jen Shaw, the reason we like her better than Erica is because she's likable. Yeah, she's real likable. Throwing people's shoes in the ocean, screaming at her friends, getting glammed up when she literally has victims when she has her own orphans and widows that she has not acknowledged and has not apologized to or shown any remorse for or voluntarily given up any of her property for. I mean, the feds did seize some of her property, but the entire episode was just difficult to watch. It was insufferable. Zach, you said it. Jen Shaw is the worst kind of friend. Yeah. Stockholm syndrome, codependent. Like it's just the friendship is not healthy at all. 
But listen, she's used to conning people. She's used to taking advantage of vulnerable people. So when she gets people to like her, when she gets people to, you know, cut her some slack and ask her some questions on a live stream, you know, she's a con artist. She's good at her job. I bet Stewart is keeping his head low and his mouth shut like Jen's lawyer should have told her. I don't know why she's not dumping champagne on a friend's head. Not funny. I did not think that was funny. I thought it was cringy. Jen is not a friend of anyone, just a user of, yeah, she's a user. Jen acts like she's such a badass and then backs down so fast. Yes, agreed. Speaking of, well, actually not speaking of, but pivoting, Miami, guys. Real Houses of Miami, the premiere was so good. Miami is bringing the heat this season. Wow. So I think I'm going to be recapping Real Housewives of Miami for the Ringer Reality TV podcast. I know we used to do the Kardashians and we had You're Doing Amazing, Sweetie. But now that the Kardashians is over, we don't have You're Doing Amazing, Sweetie. It's on break until the Kardashians comes back. But I will be, it looks like I'll be recapping starting next week Real Housewives of Miami for the Ringer. So if you're already subscribed, then stay tuned for the Ringer Reality TV podcast. So I won't do recaps on No Filter. I'll do recaps and news breakdowns on the Ringer. But I did see, I haven't seen all four episodes yet. I only saw the first episode and my God, was it good. The Larsa and the the Lisa and the drama and the Lenny of it all. And part of me was just like, oh my God, Lenny's looking good now that he's been working out. But then I was also kind of just like, oh, I don't know. Lenny, you you wild. You The way he talking to Lisa, mm-mm, not today, Satan, not today. Only seen episode one so far, but already obsessed. I believe all four episodes are, the first four episodes are out now on Peacock. So check them out and then stay tuned. I'll keep you guys updated on the recaps for The Ringer because those should be coming soon. I'll give you all the details. How do we find The Ringer? Uh, you can listen to it uh, on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. You can go to Spotify, type in The Ringer Reality TV Podcast and be sure to subscribe. Uh, I don't know what day the recaps will air just yet. I'll keep you posted on all the details. I'll post a direct link and all of that, but just look up The Ringer Reality TV Podcast and it'll be there. All the You're Doing Amazing Sweetie recaps are there currently. Since we did, we wrapped the first season or the second season of the Kardashians. So stay tuned for that. Lenny is a scumbag. Episode four destroyed my opinion of him and I'm not changing. I haven't seen episode four yet. I want to wait so that I can actually like have raw reactions when we're recording. But wowzas. Okay. Shall we wrap? We, had a, we covered a lot, guys. It's only been... 49 minutes so far. We covered quite a bit. It's a perfect bookend to have the Potomac ladies in Miami and the Miami ladies starting the new season. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Miami has always been one of my favorites. I mean, listen, they are bringing Miami and Potomac. They are bringing it. Salt Lake City is trash, but Miami and Potomac, yes. Do, 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 do. Gobble me, swallow me, jump inside of me, quick jump out for you, let it inside of me, tell me what to put in, never tell me what I'm about to be. Have we done Potomac? Um, I broke down Potomac on Monday's episode of the podcast. Zach, you look so good. You guys are so sweet. Stop. Don't be so, <laughs> so nice. Um, which one are you drinking? The rosé. So, oh my God, I'm lit. 
is the rosé. And then the white wine is the I make I always make it nice. So, boom. Both available at nofilterwine.com. Guys, order them. The holiday collection is only available for a limited time. As soon as they sell out, they will be gone for good. So you'll want to get them. And send me photos when they arrive. Send me pictures of you drinking them, <laughs> sipping them, getting lit by the Christmas tree. Maybe you do a little sprinkle cookies and wine for Santa. Wouldn't that be cute? Oh, my God. It's so fun. But yeah, I did my my recap of Potomac and talked about Potomac on Monday's episode of the podcast. I'm always drinking. Uh, I'm drinking. I always make it nice tonight. Holla. Yes, baby gorgeous. Guys, stock up. The wine is going to be gone soon. Oh, my God, I'm lit. We have the garbage can. We have the sprinkle cookies in the garbage. We have Harry Hamlin's phone in the garbage. I always make it nice. We have the nutcracker, Dorinda's fish from the fish room. Great. I'm late. No, it's okay, Brittany. If you're, you can always catch the rebroadcast on the podcast, or you can always be part of the replay crew on YouTube. Hit the like button, guys, if you are enjoying this. Smash that like button. Hit it. Smack it. Smack it in the air. Smack it. Smack it in the air. In the air. Where's Aaron D? I feel like Aaron D disappeared. Aaron D was like so hot at the start, and then I'm like, Aaron, where'd you go, girl? Erin's always lit in the chat, and she's always got feisty opinions. I think I scared her off. I probably scared a few people off when people started talking about Up and Adam, and I was like, here's the tea. Or not here's the tea, but here's some shade. I don't like to be a shady bitch, but sometimes I just I can't help myself. Lizard, I have a big mouth, but I always keep it 100. So my mouth gets me in trouble quite a bit. But I can't help. At least you know I'm always honest, and at least you know. Whatever comes out of my mouth, it's not filtered. My pictures may be filtered sometimes, but my words never are. The wines have already shipped. Can't wait. Yay. Oh, that's right. Muddy Grace, you ordered it. The wines have already shipped. Can't wait. Yay. I watched Monday. I forgot. I drank. I drink a little. Well, Sister Babylon, you need to be drinking some no-filter wine. Yeah. Palaya. Hala. I kind of feel like I want to do, I don't know if we should do like a members only after party on YouTube or if I do an Instagram after party like we used to do back in the day when I would go on my personal Instagram account, which is at Just Plain Zach, and everyone would trickle on over there and none of it gets saved. It was just like mention it all. You've been... <laughs> um. Yes, I have money, Grace. Yes, I have. Are your shirts soft cotton? Yes, they are so soft and they're so comfy. Um, maybe I'll run a little merch promo. What's today? Thursday. Maybe I'll run a weekend promo for members. Members. Um, I got my case on Tuesday and I've gone through three. Oh my god, I love it. Okay. Um, is your wine sweet or dry? They're dry. But I mean, uh, people that normally have a sweeter palate seem to enjoy them. Um, they're very, they've got strong flavors. So I think you'll actually enjoy them. But yay. Um, it's so funny. Thank you, Brittany. It's so funny that you're like, I've already gone through three of them. I've gone through like so many of them. More than, I go through like three in a night. Um, okay. Thank you guys for tuning in. I love you. I appreciate you. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Um, 
if you want to keep up with me. I'll do a little mini after party on my personal Instagram account. So if you want to join, we'll do an official members only after party at some point. But we'll do a little, a little, you know, Zach Pack after party on IG. Won't get saved anywhere. I've already got some wine in me. So at Just Plain Zach, that's my handle on Instagram, at Just Plain Zach. So if you want to join that, I'll hop on in maybe about five minutes. I'll hop on there. I'll pour some more wine and we'll have a good time. But thank you guys. If you want to keep up with all the podcast tea, you can keep up at No Filter with Zach on Instagram. You can follow me personally at Just Plain Zach. Be sure to subscribe on YouTube, youtube.com slash Just Plain Zach. If you enjoyed this, be sure to hit the like button on, the, on your way out. And don't forget to hit that little bell button right below so that you always get those notifications. You always get the tea and those notifications fresh. All right, guys, I love you. I appreciate you. And I will talk to you soon. Ciao for now. Bye.